want you to be observant. When you go back, I want you to be able to be observant and to see and to recognize the things that have worked in, in this place tonight. Amen. So that you can make them a daily part of your life. So that you can use them when you go out. When you go out to minister to people, when you go out to talk to your friend and realize that they are sick or you realize your friend is looking down, you can depend on the Holy Spirit who has been manifesting in this place to manifest also outside of this place. The giftings of the Holy Spirit are for us to be a blessing. Amen. I, I told you on Sunday that we are called to be a blessing. Say, I am a blessing. We are called to be a blessing. And, and Jesus sends us out in, in Mark 16. He sends us out, verse 15 through to 20. As he sends us out, he says, Go ye and make disciples. Make disciples of all men, of the whole world. Go and make disciples of everyone. And as you make them disciples, teach them to obey my word. And let them be baptized in my name. Let them be baptized so that they are able to be recognized with me. And then there will be signs that will follow you to help them to believe. Amen. And he says, these signs will follow you. You shall cast out devils. Amen. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, anything that is not holy must go. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, everything that is not holy must go. It must become uncomfortable. You or yourself also must become uncomfortable in the presence of the ungodly, in the presence of the unholy, because you have a holy fire in you. If you find yourself comfortable amongst them, <laughs> you better check your fire. In the school of disciples, we learn something that flees or flies. They come around things that are, that are rotting. So if flies are coming around you, you better check yourself. Am I smelling? Is that not what you do? If you suddenly sit in a room and all the flies are coming to you, you start checking yourself. What is around me? Is there something in my, have I not bathed? That the flies are coming to me. Because if you are clean, the flies are not coming to you. If you are on fire, the flies are not coming to you. You are not attracting the things that are not worthy of attracting. You attract good things. The fire of the Holy Ghost must make you unattractive to the things that are not clean. And, and you must begin to attract things that are good. But also when you do end up in a place which has things that are, they must become uncomfortable that you are there. Because they know that the light has come. John speaking says the light came into the world, into the darkness. And the darkness could not master it, could not comprehend it, could not overcome it. The light was too powerful for the darkness. So when you step into a place, your light must shine. The fire of the Holy Ghost must make things that are not good. Begin to say, we have to move aside. And so they that believe, they shall cast out devils. Don't be afraid to cast out devils. This is why church is now closing, because we have decided not to cast them out. 
And when we don't cast them out, they cast us out. Yeah? So when churches now become beer halls and pubs, the light, light has been cast out and the darkness has come in. Why? Because we did not do what we're supposed to do. Jesus says you will cast out the devils and we chose, ah, they let them stay with us. Cast them out. Amen. And he goes on and says, you shall, you shall what? Speak in other tongues. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Oh no, you will eat poisons. You will touch serpents. And you will not be harmed. Then you will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. And, and when the disciples went out, started to do these things. They started to say, God, you said we should go out. They meet somebody who's sick. They lay hands on him. They are given all kinds of food. They eat and they stay well. And they go and they meet somebody who has a demon. They cast out the demon and they continue with their journey. And God began to confirm his word in them. God must confirm his word in you. If you say you are a believer, God must confirm his word in he must confirm that you are a believer. Amen. He must show that you are a believer. And he shows it by confirming his word in you. Hallelujah. And so in order for us to be able to, to go out and do these things, I just want to speak quickly tonight. I just want to speak quickly tonight about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts that the Holy Spirit empowers or equips us with. There are many things that the Holy Spirit will do. And, and, and we've been learning about, about those things. They, there is a mission, there is an assignment. But I want to speak to you quickly from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 11. Or maybe we'll get to verse 12. And I want to speak to you about this. Paul talks to the Corinthian church as he speaks to us and says, You know that you were Gentiles, carried away by dumb idols, however you were led. Uh, I missed verse 1. Brethren, about spiritual gifts, I want, do not want you to be ignorant. About spiritual gifts, you should not be ignorant. You must be knowledgeable. You must know about them. You must understand something about them. I don't want you to miss them, to miss the blessing of God. You see, when you walk with the Holy Spirit, you must know what the Holy Spirit has for you. The Holy Spirit gives you power. So he gives you ammunition to fight. But you must know what is the ammunition that you have. Have you ever seen a soldier or a policeman? Let's talk about soldiers. They carry a lot of ammunition. They have a belt that they put on their waist. On that belt are so many things. They are bullets, they are grenades, they are cartridges for their rifles. There are all kinds of, uh, there is a knife, there is a light, there is a torch. It, things that he needs while he goes, and there is even a bottle of water, all put on that belt. And then he has all kinds of pockets on his, which he puts all kinds of things that he needs. Now, you might be given a uniform of a soldier with all those belts and not know how to use them. In fact, you might blow yourself up. 
And therefore, before you are dressed in the armor of a soldier, they make sure they tell you what armor you have and how to use it so that when the time comes, you can use it. Hallelujah. When you need a grenade, they tell you, you see, the enemy is over there. You need to be able to throw the grenade to them while they are still there, not when they are here because you blow yourself and the enemy up. You need to know that. You need to be equipped and to be knowledgeable about the armor that you have. So Paul says, brethren, you have power. And the power that the Holy Spirit is, gives you is called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In this armor, in this ammunition, I desire that you do not be ignorant. I desire that you have knowledge about them. I desire that you know about it. Hallelujah. You see, and, and when you look at this subject, I could preach for a whole year on them. And I could teach for even longer. When we had the last Bible study on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how many weeks did it take? Nine weeks. And even then people said, it is still not enough. Why? Because there is a lot that you can learn. But I'm going to just try to, to steer your heart, to stimulate you in the next 15 to 20 minutes. That you might be knowledgeable about the fact that they are gifts of the Holy Spirit that you can grow in. Hallelujah. They are gifts of the Holy Spirit that you can move and operate and be at work in. Amen. So Paul goes on and tells them and he says, you know, you were carried away by all kinds of things. And, and then verse 3 says, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different gifts, but it is the same Spirit. It is not different spirits. It is one Spirit, one Lord, one God, one Father of all, one Savior. One faith, one salvation, one blood, one spirit, the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit, there are diversities or there are different gifts. There are types of gifts. And he goes on and says, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. It is the same God. But he's manifesting himself in different ways. Like the ways you saw the Holy Spirit manifesting himself tonight. Hallelujah. Let he who has eyes to see, see. And he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit wants you to know. Hallelujah. And so he, he, he proceeds and says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. These gifts are not only to profit you. They are to profit all. They are to profit everyone. We have been given the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that we can be a blessing. You understand me now? We are called to be a blessing. You are a channel of blessing. You are supposed to bless others. People should see you and be blessed. When you come along, people should be able to, here comes the blesser. My blessing is coming when they see you. My salvation is coming. My healing is coming. My word is coming. My breakthrough is coming. Only when they see you. Why? Because you are carrying Jesus. Who can bless? You are carrying the power of the Holy Spirit. Who can do good? You are carrying the power of the Holy Spirit. Who can deliver? 
who can cast out the demons that are troubled. You know, people are troubled by all kinds of demons. And when they see you, they should be able to say, yes, our chance of salvation is coming. Called to be a blessing. The gifts are given so that they can profit everyone. And as they are given to profit everyone, and, 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 and they are there for you to exercise so that they can be released. For to one is given the word of wisdom. And now he begins to tell us what those gifts are. He begins to tell you what is the ammunition in your belt. What are the types of grenades and the types of bullets and the types of cartridges and the types of knives in your belt? What is it that you have in your belt? And, and what is it hanging on your belt? The gift of wisdom is like the binoculars that you have on your belt. That is able to show you things and to show you the way. You see, people look through the binoculars and then they see that is how the horizon is. The gift of wisdom tells you the horizon so that you are able to navigate into it. The gift of wisdom tells you that you see if you go down the valley, you walk right into the enemy's camp. It is better that you go around. Are you with me, church? The gift of wisdom. It is revelational. It is not just wisdom. You know, I, 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 you know if, you, if you have a, a good people to teach you a lot of things, at some point you are wise. Children are also wise. You tell them if you touch the stove, you will get bent. The day they put their fingers on the stove and they get bent, they feel the pain. Next time they will be wiser. They will not put their fingers again. But this wisdom is not like that. This wisdom is like a download from, from heaven. And just tells you, you see, that, that this is the way you should do it. This is how you should go. It is a word of wisdom. It's called a word of wisdom. Why? Because it is a, a download that comes in that moment when you need to minister. It is, it, is, it is like an opening of something that is deep. It is like a declaration because you have to speak it out. This is why it is called a word. It has to be spoken. It is like a declaration of something that would have been confusing or hidden. But you bring it out. But it's not only just to bring it out. It's not only just to make it open. It is a making it open in such a way that those around can understand it. And it is, it is like explaining something that is so complex so that people are able to use it. The end game of a word of wisdom is that people are able to use it. They are able to do something with what they are being told. They may have an understanding of something, but how to apply that understanding comes by this download from the Holy Spirit to say this is what we ought to do. This is what your situation is about. And, and you will find, for example, in Acts chapter 2, when Peter stands up and begins to preach, you know, Peter, Peter and the disciples were, were in the upper room. The Holy Ghost fire comes upon them. They begin to speak in other tongues. And while they are speaking, people say, you are drunk. Peter stands up and preaches one sermon. Man, that sermon was powerful. And when he had finished preaching, the men that were there were touched to the heart. And the men, they said, what shall we do now, therefore? You have given us all this discourse from Genesis to where we are. And have expounded that which Joel was speaking about. To our fathers, we realize that it seems like something that we must do something about. What shall we do therefore? The word of wisdom comes upon Peter. And he, he speaks 
and, 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 and in verse 37, 38, the Bible says, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and all those that are far off. It is a word of wisdom. And once the people hear this, what do they do? They repent and are baptized. And the Bible says 5,000 men or so, I don't know how many, how many it was, come to the Lord on that day. Why? Because there is a word of wisdom that meets the needs of the people in that moment. Amen. Amen. And we can, we, it's not only just about knowing how to preach. You might know how to preach, but there is a word sometimes that you need to be able to capture the heart of the people to bring them to the place where God wants them to be. It's a word of wisdom. And you can receive this word. Hallelujah. Ah, you can receive this word. Amen. Amen. Number two, he says, and to another is given the word of knowledge. Hmm? Notice it says it is a what? A word of knowledge. Through the same spirit. A word of knowledge. It is, it is not the knowledge that you have by learning. You see, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a microbiologist. I have been taught the knowledge of microbiology. So if you ask me something about bacteria, I can tell you something about bacteria because that knowledge I have, I've been taught. I've also read some books. And out of those books, I've acquired knowledge. I also follow some political people. And out of the comments and the things, is I have some knowledge about politics. I also listen to the radio. I have some knowledge about things that are happening. But you see, this is not the word of knowledge we are talking about here. We are talking about a something that is revelational, something that is not coming by your learning, but it is given by the Holy Spirit in the moment for you to know something that you have not learned. It is for you to know something that you have not learned, but the Holy Spirit opens it up for you to see it. For example, somebody comes in and they come there and they say, and then you come and say, you have a back pain. And they say, yes, I have a back pain. You have not gone to school to know that when a sister comes in and sits there, they have a back pain. There is no book that says somebody comes and sits there, they have a back pain. But you know they have a back pain. And you're able to declare. And then they ask, yes, I, that, is like, like, that is what I have. And once you know they have a back pain, it prompts you to do something else. The Bible says you shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. That's what it does. So there is, there is, it's a word that comes, gives you a knowledge, gives you an understanding of something so that you are able to prompt and move someone to the place according to the will of God. Amen. It's about bringing people to the will of God. You, it makes known things that lead people to the will of God. And the will of God for somebody who's sick is to be healed. The will of God for somebody who's in a struggle is to be well. The will of God for somebody who's, who's in need of finances is for them to get finances. The, the, it, it, is, it is to bring somebody to the will of God. It is to help somebody come to, to an understanding of their situation and their state. You see, a word of knowledge is very helpful when you go out to minister, when somebody is not aware of what they are struggling with. And by a word of knowledge, you can get to know this is what they are struggling with. Hallelujah. It can also help to be able to distinguish when things are not the way they should be. 
It brings the hidden things to the open so that people can act on them. Remember when Paul, when Peter, Peter meets Ananias and Sapphira. And they say, Mr. Peter, here is the money of, that we have gained from the selling of our house. Peter was not there when they sold their house or their property. He did not know what was the price tag when they were selling their house. But when they gave him the money, the Holy Spirit gave him a download to say, actually, these people had discussed to say they will give all the money to the Lord. That was the word of, the, of knowledge. The word of knowledge was about what they had discussed about the money they would gain. The fact that they had come and given part of the money is where it went wrong. And Peter was then, why do you lie against the Holy Spirit? It was not lying against me. You made an agreement with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit made sure you got a good price. Now why are you trying to cheat the Holy Spirit? Why, how did Peter get to know this? It is a, by a revelational word of knowledge. Amen. It's a word of knowledge. And you also can operate in these words of knowledge. I tell you my first experience with a word of knowledge in a service. Powerful praise and worship. I rose up, said some people here are sick. And three, four people came to the front. God prayed for. No, ever since that day. Must have been 1998. I remember it. I've, I, I, I've been very confident to know that the Holy Spirit is alive. You were saying we need to try him, test him. Some, some other day, we had a, a sister here. She walked in. As she walked in, got a download. She's got a back problem. I called it out. And she was a bit hesitant. Called out again. Because it was just something you needed to call. And then she stood up. God healed her. She was telling me later, you know, Pastor, thank you for insisting on that word. You also can operate in a word of knowledge. He can give you knowledge about things. Even in your workplace, he can give you a word of knowledge. That can transform the course of things. Because it is a word that helps you to be able to act upon so that you can achieve the will of God. Amen. Called to be a blessing. I, and to another faith. This is not just ordinary faith. But this is faith that can be seen in two broad categories. One is faith upon the doctrine and the word of God. Faith upon what the word of God says. You have such strong faith. It, it is beyond the fact that we, you and I have faith. That's why we are here. We believe in Jesus. We both believe. That's why we are born again. It's faith that, that does that. For we are, it's faith that, that makes us believe. But this one says, beyond that we have believed. I believe the word of God so strongly that, that it distinguishes between how I act and move. So for example, Abraham is known as the father of faith. Why? Because when God says to him, you shall be the father of many nations, the Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God. 25 years he was waiting, declaring I am the father of nations. I am the father of nations. Getting old, but I am the father of nations. Bending down, I am the father of nations. Putting altar here and altar here, I shall possess this land and I will be the father of nations. Be the father of nations. It, it, it's the faith that moves him to that place. Jesus sees a fig tree 
and, and, and the fig tree does not have fruit. He says, you are dying this moment. He goes, uh, he goes away. He did not have to struggle. Kikiri, 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 fig tree, fig tree. Fig tree, you shall no more bear fruit. And he goes away, looks for something to eat. The next day they are coming. The disciples were expecting that maybe in the next season, or maybe later, or maybe Jesus was just angry. They see the tree, it is withered. What does Jesus say? If you have faith, you can tell to the mountain, be ye cast out into the... It's, 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 it's beyond just the normal. You and I have faith that will have something to eat today. Is the faith that says, how many fish do you have? How much bread do you have? And there are 5,000 people and you tell them, let them sit down in groups and we will feed them right now. Master, we have, don't even have enough money. I don't even think the shops will have enough bread for these people. Let them sit down and we'll feed them right now. It's a gift of faith. Like when we look into the bank account and say the bank account has no money, but you say we are going to do this $10,000 project, this half a million dollar project, we will do it. It is the gift of faith. And suddenly, people that had no faith begin to start giving 50 euro, 20 euro, 2,000, and suddenly somebody steps up and gives more. Why? It is the gift of faith that does that. Amen. You also can move in the gift of faith. And, and if you, if you, it, it's, 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 it's a gift that gives you boldness in the face of opposition. Boldness in the face of opposition. Whatever may be opposing, it gives you boldness in the face of opposition. In the time of trials and challenges, it gives you boldness to be able to face it up. It helps you to reach out to bring the thing that people say it's impossible. You bring it down to a place where it becomes possible. That's what the gift of faith does. It reaches the impossibilities and makes them to become possible. In the face of opposition, you are able to stand. I'm challenged when I think we'll see the gift of faith. You know, in Acts chapter 4, again, Mr. Peter, Mr. Peter is, is, is challenged by the people to say, you should not be preaching this, this gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and the Bible says, you know, they were asking him what, what, by what power, whatever. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, He is filled with the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, he should be afraid. The opposition is such that they were eventually could be thrown into prison, beheaded, cut off. But the gift of faith says, Peter stands up and says, Rulers of the people and the elders of Israel. You know, this guy was not, was not somebody who went to school. Huh? He just did basic education and then went fishing. But he stands and challenges them. Rulers of the people. Elders of Israel. He's not speaking to ordinary men. He goes on and says, If this day we are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well? He said, I will not go on reading, but, but you see where he starts from. He says, I, he's not even a judge. He's not been schooled in law. But by the gift of faith, he stands up and begins to challenge the rulers and the elders and says, if our judgment is about doing good, the Holy Spirit is there for you to do good. And the gift of faith helps you to continue doing good even in the face 
of opposition. Even in the face of challenges and trial. The gift of faith helps you to be able to continue accomplishing those things. Hallelujah. Number, the next one, gifts of healing. Gifts of healing. Some versions say the gift of healings. Gifts, healings. Gifts, healings. Because these ones are various. And let me tell you, there are all kinds of diseases. Even in earthly terms, you have diseases who are called what oncologists and some are called, who, are, who knows what other doctors are called. Pediatrics and some are called whatever. Why? Because there are different kinds of diseases. If you have a back problem, you go to a doctor for back problem. If you have a headache, you go to a doctor who deals with brain issues and headaches. If you have, a, if you have a, an issue with stomach, you go to stomach doctor and kidney doctor. You know, they have all kinds of things. You go to one which deals with bones that are not going well and one that is age for elderly and one for children. Why? Because there are different kinds of diseases. So too is the Holy Ghost. He knows how to deal with those different kinds of diseases and he gives us gifts of healings. Gifts of healings. And I have seen men who actually will say if it's cancer, it's not an issue. They might struggle with headache but not cancer. They will deal with those that are lame and not struggle with them. But bring them somebody with stomach problem. They might say, ah, you know, just go take paracetamol. Let me deal with the real issues. Huh? Why is it like that? It's because the gifts of healing are diverse according to the diverse diseases. They are various. They are variable according to the many diseases. And, and, and so God gives us these gifts of healings. And you also can receive them according to the need. Hallelujah. This is what I love about the Holy Spirit. He can give you these according to the need. I remember very well, 1996, where I experienced the, the first power of the healing gifts. This brother comes to me with a stomach pro problem. And he says, come and pray for me. Me being me thought, let me go look for senior brother. To come and pray for you. Didn't know that the Holy Ghost was with me. Didn't need senior brother. The brother insisted. Said there's no time to be looking for senior. I'm sick now. You have the Holy Spirit. Don't you go to pray? I thought now I have to prove this Jesus. <laughs> to make matters worse. The brother kneels in front of me. It's one thing to say let's hold hands. It's time he just kneels. Say you lay your hands on me and pray. This brother is a brother who's, who's normally believing contrary to how we believe as Pentecostals. But he has come. Show me your God. Basically, that's what I heard in the end. So he knelt down. I looked at him, looked up to heaven, put my hands on him. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Before I finished my prayer, the brother said, I'm healed. I'm okay. I was more surprised than he was. <laughs> but after that, looking back, I realized, ah, oh, this is the gift of healing. This is the gift of healing. So the next time somebody said, I'm sick, kneel down. These hands are powerful. You suddenly realize that power can flow from heaven. And that the gifts of the, of the Holy Spirit can operate and help you to bring that healing. And people go out free. Hallelujah. 
So the gifts of healing are, are, are available. And just to show you, Acts chapter 15, Acts chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. And the Bible says, And the believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities of Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. I was just imagining that, you know, AGP brethren would go out into the street, and people are saying, that's a brother from AGP, let's go touch him to be healed. I, I was just imagining people would just come and line them up here so that while you go on your feet, feet your shadow just heals them as you go. It's, 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 there are gifts that we need to release. Hallelujah. There are gifts that we need to release. They were all healed by his shadow. They were all healed by them just being in association with them. We need to get to a place where we are tired of letting the sick go. At least let them go after you've prayed for them. Amen. If they don't get healed, it's God's business, but at least you do your own. Lay hands on the sick. I activate the gift of healings. I can assure you God will not disappoint because I've seen him at work. I've seen him at work. In my short life as a Christian, since 1996, when I started laying hands on the sick, I've seen him at work. And there are many other men of God that can tell you that he's at work. And there are many other Christians that will tell you that he is at work. Amen. So you don't need to be a man of God. You don't need to be called pastor like you call me. There are people that are just called brother. They, or some we don't even call them brother. <laughs> Not even call them sister. They just called by the name Farai. But when they put hands on the sick, they get healed. Why? Because they are activating the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And you have this power. Tell yourself, I have this power. Acts chapter 28, verse 8. This is one about Peter, about Paul, sorry. When he went, he went to the, him and he prayed, laid hands on them, and they were, you know, they were just, just, just being healed. They are gifts of healing. All kinds of diseases, all manner of diseases. God has a gift to heal. His power is available to heal. The next one is the working of miracles. The working of miracles. The working of miracles. You see, miracles are worked. Miracles are worked. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen, some of you have probably been in, in a meeting where the man of God will, or the person preaching will say, I want you to stand with me and walk with me. What is he doing? He's working the miracle. Because the bones, if somebody has been lame and has been sitting in a chair for a long time, the bones get tired. So by the power of the Holy Spirit, when you take them out and begin to walk with them, you are working the miracle. And the bones begin to receive strength. The muscles begin to be activated again by the power of the Spirit. When you tell somebody, rise up and walk, what was Jesus saying? He was working the miracle. Because as long as you stay sleeping down, you will not see the miracle. But the moment you begin to rise up, after 38 years sitting at the pool there, Jesus says, rise up, take your mat and go. You see, when he rises up, takes his mat and begins to go, the miracle is being worked. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a working of the miracle. 
And we, we too can work miracles. The gift of working of miracles is achieving wonders. Things that make people go, oh, how did it happen? How did it, like you see one time, there was a wonder that God worked when, you see, there was this, this lady who was sick. Her stomach was bulging because the, 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 she, could, she could not pass out everything. And the back was a pain. She had to, she was bedridden. And the more we were praying with her, encouraging her, teaching her the word, encouraging her, teaching her the word, praying for her, teaching the word, praying for her, we were working a miracle. Eventually, she was released off the morphine. Eventually, she could pass out the stool. Eventually, she was healed. The back problem was, was disappeared. The more we prayed for her, taught her, teach her, pray for her, teach her, the word miracle is being worked. Eventually, all the doses, we don't know how, but you are well. And they even signed, you can go back to work. But while she was on morphine, they said, we don't know how long you have. But by the working of miracle, you bring hope again. And by the, as the hope rises, somebody begins to move their body. Somebody begins to believe. Somebody begins to trust. And then somebody rises up and says, I will make it. And even when they fall down, they rise up. Why? Because you are with them. I'm with you. Jesus is with you. It's a working of a miracle. It's a working of miracles. God still works miracles. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is there for the working of miracles. To do wonders. It is there to, to perform mighty deeds. And, and, and so the blind can see. The deaf can hear. And, and, and you can be an instrument for that. Peter meets the, the man at the gate, at the temple. And what does he say to him? The man is begging for money. And Peter said, well, it's, a, it's about money. Uh, this is not my business. But my business is to tell you something greater. Silver and gold I do not have. But what I have, I give to you. I can work a miracle for you. That you can rise up from this place. And you can go and work for the money and the silver. Ah. Uh, it's a, so you, you, can, you can do that. And so what does Peter do? The Bible says Peter reaches out to him, touches his hand. Let, 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 let me read that to you. Verse, verse 7 of Acts chapter 3. He told him, rise up and walk. Verse 7 says, and he took him by the hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. You see, the taking him up, the lifting him up was the working of the miracle activating the words that have been spoken. So the working of miracles needs you to speak something and then you activate by action. Hallelujah. You can work miracles. Tell your neighbor, I can work miracles. God can work miracles through me. Prophecy. I've already told you what prophecy does. It gives edification. It gives exhortation it gives comfort and the gift of prophecy is about giving direction to God's people it gives direction it helps people to be able to navigate to the future it points people in the direction that they should go it it, it shows people how to move forward by encouraging them by exhorting them or by comforting them points them in the way they should go that's the gift of prophecy. And those that are operating always in the gift of prophecy, soon we call them prophets. 
and they are always operating in this gift, but they also all use the other gifts as well because they are needed for the profit of all. But the prophets, but to, to the gift of prophet, you also can prophesy. Hallelujah. Paul says, desire ye that you may prophesy. Why? Because you speak to people. You speak into the lives of people. You, you bring life into people by the words that you speak. So desire that you also can prophesy. You bring relevance of God's word into people's situation. The gift of prophecy brings relevance of God's word into people's situation. So prophetic preachers and prophetic teachers tend to be very powerful. We, 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 in, in layman's term, we say they are inspirational. Why? Because they are bringing God's word into the realities of our lives. They are not only teaching us principle one, principle two, principle three, but they are saying principle one applies to you at this moment because of this. So you get both the principle, but you also get a direction for going forward. And we can have the gift of prophecy. And the gift of prophecy is not about telling you the suit you were wearing yesterday and the one you want to wear tomorrow. It's about getting you to the place or getting you in the direction that God wants you to go. Hallelujah. It, it's about making sure that we do not miss God in the moment because God does not do anything without revealing it to his prophets. And so those that have the gift of prophecy can help us to be able to catch the heart of God. They can tell people what is the heart of God for you at this moment. What is God saying to us? And this is why we must desire to have somebody who can tell us what God is saying at this moment. Hallelujah. What is God saying to us in this moment? And, 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 and prophecy is, is something that helps us to understand the preaching of, of, and, and, and the word of God that is being delivered. You see, prophecy just gives you pointers. And then the logos connects to the rhema. It's revelational. It's transformational to move you forward. Hallelujah. And, 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 and the next one is discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. It is not just discernment, you know. It's not just being, uh, the, the ability to tell A versus B. In our daily life, we need to discern. We just need to discern, you know. We just need to discern. You need to discern uh, who, who, who are you dealing with. Is it trustworthy, not trustworthy, good, bad, black, yellow, white, blue? We need to be able to discern those things. Huh? This, is this is discerning of spirits. It's something supernatural. We can learn discernment by looking at trends of things. And then you know, well, as a business person, the trend is not looking good. So maybe I better put my money there. You can discern those things. Well, the way my supervisor is speaking to me, I better not say this. You can learn those things. Huh? Because, you know, if he's going saying things in this direction, don't bring up this conversation. You can discern also if your wife wakes up and she's, she's uh, looking somehow. You know, this morning, let's not start uh, this kind of conversation. Let's leave them for the night. 
if, if, if the husband comes home and he gives you a hello and just walks away, you know, let me give him some 30 minutes to cool down. You can learn those kinds. That's not the discerning we are talking about. This is discerning of spirits. What is the spiritual force operating in, the, in, a, in a person or in a situation? What is the spirit that is there? Is it a spirit of God? Is it the human spirit or it is the Holy Spirit? Many times people confuse the human spirit and demonic spirits. But with the discerning of spirits, you are able to discern what is in operation and therefore how to deal with it. So that you may be able to cast out those that must be cast out. Rebuke that which must be rebuked and correct that which must be corrected. The human spirit needs to be corrected and brought back into place. If it is about just the human spirit being influenced by some soulish things, bad emotions, sometimes you need to just rebuke that and correct that. But if it, there is a spiritual influence that is at opera, in operation influencing the person, you need to cast that one out. So the gift of discerning of spirits helps us to do Not everybody who comes to church is a believer. Not everybody who comes to church and lifts up their hands is lifting up their hands to your, to your God. Don't think because they are sitting next to you wearing some very nice clothes, they are with you all the time. No. Sometimes you need discerning of spirits to be able to say this is not the right spirit. Sometimes the comments that you hear people make, you have to also have discerning. Is this just because they lack understanding or there is a force behind them? Because sometimes some things, the other day there was someone who says, I don't believe in Jesus in the midst of your teaching. And then you know that one is not just somebody. Not be, it is a spirit. There is a spirit of antichrist that must be rebuked. Had somebody in a, in a teaching. And they are speaking things that are contrary to the gospel. In my spirit I began to pray. Must shut up. And the rest of your teaching they were quiet. Why? Because I discerned something. And we needed to act in it. I didn't have to jump up and start rebuking. No. But you deal with it in the spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit tells. You see, somebody, somebody gives you an outburst in a meeting. You need to be able to discern. Is this just because they are angry or there is a spirit of anger that must, uh, you, are you with me, church? Because if you don't have discern, you start arguing with them. Not knowing that you just need to rebuke and then you can have a conversation. Ah, you with me, church? You need to have a discerning of spirits. And it, it helps you to be able to, to it gives you knowledge about the, what spirit is in, operate, in operation. There are lying spirits that come to church and visit your house. There are also religious spirits. And these are very difficult. Because they will sing in praise and worship. They will stand in, in ushering. They will come and preach from the pulpit. But it's a religious spirit. They know very well religion. And when you talk about religious spirits, let me give you this understanding. We are not saying it's the spirits of the other churches, even redeemed. You know, there are even spirits on assignment to mimic how people do things in redeemed. So that they know that when you come, you start off with opening prayer. And you are supposed to greet and say, say, <laughs> ma. They will give you all kinds of respect and it is a spirit. 
<laughs> you, they will even speak in tongues. So it's not everybody who's speaking in tongues that you should say, yeah, those tongues, hey! You need to... <laughs> Yeah. You need to have discerning discernment of spirits. I've had to, you know, sometimes, in, you know, you know I, loved, I love people who prophesy and, and speak in tongues, and then we have interpretation. But you should check sometimes. Somebody is shouting at the top of their voice, and I continue with what I'm doing. I ignore them. Why? Because I've discerned. It is not the spirit for us to be listening to. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, church? Don't be afraid to, to speak. We love you with Jesus' love. <laughs> I've even had to correct some. To say, I need to pray for you. Otherwise, they spoil what we have. This is why some churches have said, we don't want anything spirit, spirit. Because they are afraid of that. But we have a gift called the discerning of spirits. To help us to be able to pick those things out. And to bring correction to the things that are not correct. <laughs> Some, somebody was speaking tongues. I told them, no, 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 these are not tongues of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Please stop praying with them. Allow us to pray for you first. <laughs> so after I'd finished praying for them, they, then, they, then we prayed for them to receive the Holy Spirit. And then there were tongues that wanted to come and they would say, Pastor, can I speak in tongues now? <laughs> and you say, speak, let's hear. No, I'm because people can also, you know, I've also had people who have been taught to speak in tongues. Say, kiki, 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 kiki. Just keep saying it. Just keep saying it. Yes, kiki, 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 kiki. This is the syllabus one. When you come back next time, say ka 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 ka. No. So you you you, you need <laughs> you need to have the discerning of spirits to be able to deal and to help people come to the right thing. You see, the Holy Spirit is beautiful. He is a person, and we can embrace him. He can teach us a lot of things. We can enjoy God because of the relationship we have with the Holy Spirit. But you also need to be able to discern those things. Have you ever been in a place where everybody is speaking in tongues and you're not the only one? You can listen, let me hear Ernest. And when you start copying him, you never know what jumps on you. So sometimes we need to correct that. And the gift of discerning of spirits can help us with those things. It helps us also to see the motives behind why people are doing what they are doing. It can also help you to get married to the right person. <laughs> Hallelujah. It can also help you to see why your child is behaving in the way they do. And it can save you slapping him this way, slapping him that way, and he still behaves in the same way. Sometimes you need the discerning of what is the spirit. Somebody was, 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 was saying, you know, my child started to misbehave. I didn't know what was going on. But it was because of the cartoons and the things that they'd been watching. A spirit of, 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 of disobedience had jumped on them because they had been watching a cartoon that teaches children to be disobedient. So the spirits of disobedience begin to operate in him because of the entry point through television. Watch what your children see. 
and what your children listen to. It's not every music that they, that they should be listening to. Some things they are too young to handle. So by this, the spirit of disobedience is upon a child. And no matter how much stuff you put, the child still dis dis disobeys. But by the descending of spirit, ah, something is wrong. Spirit of disobedience. An unclean spirit. What is it? Holy Spirit says, go check when your child is sitting behind the television. Was sitting there behind the television. Aha. That is it. Once you deal with it, the child starts to behave normally again. Spirit of disobedience. That has found an entry point. Can save you in your dealings. Hallelujah. The last two are about diverse kinds of tongues. Diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. You see, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 22, it says, Therefore, tongues are for a sign. Tongues are a sign. Not, for, not to those who believe, but to the unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. It's a very interesting verse. I, I've probably picked it out and not given you the whole context. But, but he's talking about how to use tongues in the right way. And he says, you see, tongues are a sign for the unbelievers. And tongues become powerful when they have interpretation, which is why they need to go in combination with the next gift, the gift of the interpretation of tongues. But they are a sign. Why? Because they attract the attention of the unbeliever. The believer hears people speaking in tongues. It's not really, okay, it's, it, they, I, Jesus says the believer shall speak in other tongues. So it must be default for you as a believer to speak in tongues. If you are a believer and not speaking in tongues, you should come and we pray for you. It should be default. But the non-believer sees us praying in tongues. He's going to start thinking there's something supernatural happening here. But the next thing that will bring him conviction after he's heard all those tongues is when he can hear the interpretation of the messages that are being spoken by, by those tongues. Hallelujah. And it becomes something that will convict him to come to the Lord. But they are a sign for the unbelievers. They are a sign that tells the unbeliever that there is something intimate about you and your God. And tell you what, people love supernatural things. They love supernatural. That's why they go to read palm. They look at crystal ball. They go to do yoga. They will fly all the way to Africa to TB Joshua because people love supernatural things. Huh? They, they, they do. If, if, if a funny man who come, comes here and says, I'm holding a big show to show you magic, people go there to because people like supernatural things. Amen. You see, while they were in the upper room, if they had just been praying their prayer in, 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 in Hebrew, probably nobody would have been attracted by what they were praying. But the moment they started to do something supernatural, people turned. And then somebody said, ah, these men are drunk. Drunk men are attractive. Have you ever seen a drunk man? Whether you like it or not, you will look at him. So say, What's wrong with this person? How can he drink until he doesn't know what to do? Doesn't he feel cold? Can't he see that he's not wearing his shirt properly anymore? Why they all, they, you just have to look at them, whether you like it or not. So tongues 
are a sign to help attract the unbeliever to come to a place where then when the message is given to them by prophesying or by interpretation, they are able to believe. So you must desire to speak in tongues and to prophesy in tongues and also the gift of interpretation. Hallelujah. And you see the gift of tongues, normally when it is speaking, it is different from the tongues you just speak for yourself when you're praying to God. It is different. It is different. There's just something. It's really like somebody is saying something. It, it is, is communicating something. Somebody is declaring something, is speaking something, is maybe speaking to me. I, I, I was blessed the other day. One, one, one pastor was saying he, was, he, he, he went to a place and began to pray. And he was, he was, he was praying and praising God. He started to praise God in Indonesian. He didn't even know he was speaking Indonesian. Until a woman after the service came to him and says, ah, have you ever been in Indonesia? And he says, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> says, but you told me this and this and this and this and this. It was like you were just speaking directly everything about me. Man says, no, I don't know. I was just praising my God. <laughs> so so it's, it's, this is, this is how, what you must desire. It's a message. That God gives. And sometimes the people in the crowd hear what you are saying. Sometimes we need an interpreter. Somebody, not, not in somebody with a gift of interpretation to tell us what it is. And it is not to tell us like what Lotte is doing for those that are listening to the message here. It's, not that, it's, it's about just saying this is the message that the Lord is speaking. Amen. And we need to get to that place. And now I want you to stand with me. I want you to stand with me, and I just want you to make a prayer. You, we will make two prayers, we'll take communion, and then we will go. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26 through to 28, gives us some instructions that they need to be ordered, especially around tongues, speaking in, 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 in tongues and the interpretation thereof. But, I, but I'm more touched by this. Verse 26 where he says, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Let all things be done for edification. Each somebody has, has, has a what? Has a psalm. A psalm is a song, is a praise. Has a teaching. A teaching can come either as a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or a prophecy. Something can, has a tongue can come by the gift of tongues. Has a revelation. A revelation can be the interpretation of, 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 of that tongue. Or again a prophecy. Or again a word of knowledge. Or again a word of wisdom. Or it might be a revelation to work a miracle. Or to move in faith. Or it might be something that leads to the working of the gift of healings. When you come together, let all these things happen for the edification, for the building up of the body. Hallelujah. And Paul says, desire ye the best gifts. 
Desire ye what? The gift, best gifts. I want you to pray and say, Father, give me the best gifts. Give me the best gifts. Give me the best gifts for whatever situation I am. Give me the best gifts for whatever moment I am. Give me the best gifts to minister to people, to minister to my friends and to minister to my family, to minister in my, in my, in, 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 in my home and in, in my neighborhood and with the people I meet. Give me the best gifts in the name of Jesus. Give me the best gifts for the work of ministry, for the many ministrations that I need to do. Lord, give me the best gifts in the name of Jesus. Give me the best gifts, O oh God, for the work ahead in the name of Jesus. Erebo Sandarabaka Haya, Rike Bobo Sandarabaka Yetalaba Sandorobota. Ah, we have different callings and we have different assignments, but to every assignment there are gifts, and the Holy Spirit is ready to give us those gifts. Father, give me the gift. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. Mandorobo Shekandarabaka Haya. Murabababo Sandelebekonandaraba Shikandaraba. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God, if you pray in tongues, I just want you to begin to commune with the Holy Spirit. Just pray in tongues because the Bible says, He who prays in the tongues speak mysteries to God, He speaks only to God. In the Rebo Shakatalabaya, speak those mysteries to God. In the name of Jesus, Menda Kataya Ribobo Sende Lebekanandaraba Sandarabasayata, Rikamunundorobo Shekendarabaka Sende Lebekanandaraba Shandorobota, Ribabababamo Sande Rebe. Kananda raba shinde re re kananda raba shanda rima mama 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 mazando robo je kende re re kete re re sa inda raba shinda raba kaya ribo bo 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 zende re re kananda raba shanda raba kata irebo sande re re kananda raba shanda raba kande re re kanda raba shanda riba ba 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 bo bo je kende re re kananda raba shanda raba sanda receive them receive them receive them. In the name of Jesus, receive the gifts. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Every gift that you need for the work of ministry. For the work of ministry, I activate it right now. I activate it in the name of Jesus. I activate it. I activate it. Things that you have. Things that you have that you didn't know that you have. I activate them right now. In the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will begin to move you. The Holy Spirit will begin to move you. To direct you into places. To direct you into situations where you will use those gifts, where you will use those gifts in the name of Jesus. I declare it right now. Oh, you are moving into the deep and they that do business in the deep, these see the mighty works of the Lord. They that do business in the deep, these see the mighty works of the Lord. In the name 
name of the Lord Jesus, my God. In the name of Jesus, Mande Katali Bobo Sendarabakataya, Rikamonondorobo Shekendala Rabababa, Manda Katora Baba 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 Sekataya, Rikemonondorobo Shandarabatanda. I release destiny in the name of Jesus. I release you to your destiny in the name, in the name of Jesus. I release you to your destiny. I release you to your destiny. Maka Rebo Sanda. You are destined for great things. You are destined for greatness. And the power of God will operate through you. The power of God will operate through you. In the name of Jesus, the power of God will operate through you. Maka Lebo Rende Makanda Raba Baba Baba Rike Mondo Robo Shekende Rebe Kanda Raba Baba Baba Rike Monondo Robo Shekende Rebe Kananda Raba Shaka Raba Mura Baba Baba Babo Sende Rebe Ke Ria Baba Baba Mama 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 Masanda Raba Kayando Robo Sha Ria Monondo Robo Shekende Rebe Kananda Raba Sanda Raba Sanda Erebe sanda rava kayanda riba baba 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 mama nonondo robo shekene nderebe kanda rava shanda riba baba baba mama 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 mazando robo shekende nderebe ke ria baba 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 marande ketaya in the name oh the name of Jesus mera valande rebe era valando robo shanda rara rava kanda rava shinda rava yananda rara rava tierebe shanda oh my God in the name of Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my Lord. Rienda vashaka tayara boshata. My God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I just want to give a confirmation. Of, of the word that we received earlier that all things are possible. Nothing is impossible with God. You see, and I just want to say something that I wanted to have done uh, was that we would have, after my session, I just wanted us to have worshipped God and just rejoiced in the presence of God. But we've already done that. We've already done that. So I've, I, just, I just feel a release in my spirit that, that when, we, when we had that praise and, 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 and there was just a, a big release of something in the house, and the Spirit of God has ministered to us individually in the name of Jesus. There's just one prayer that I want us to make. This is the last month of this year. And I want you to pray and say, Father, anything that has not yet happened that is supposed to happen in this year, Lord, let it happen in the next coming weeks. In the name of Jesus. They are, they are, I, I believe it, since it is a year of restoration. We are in that hour. We are in the midnight hour before it turns to another day. 
There are things that must happen on this side of the day. And I want you to pray to say, Father, every promise that is still pending, Lord, in your own way, I, I, don't, I don't care how you do it, but God, do it for me in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray and declare, release the things that must be released for your life. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. And the light shall of the Lord shall shine upon your path. Job 22 verse 28 thou shalt decree a thing in the name of Jesus decree right now that there may be a release 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 in the name of Jesus oh you shall not go with carry over you will not have carry over into 2018 everything that God was supposed to restore that God has said he would restore father restore it in the name of Jesus Pray for yourself. Everything that is supposed to be released, my God, in the name of Jesus. Mando Manda rabo shakanda rabo shikete reka ba 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 sanda rabo shikende rebe kaya mora ba 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 masanda rabo kande rebe kita ria ba 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 mananda rabo shinde rebe kanda rabo sanda rabo kaya ta riba ba 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 sanda rebe kanda rabo sanda rabo kande rebe kanda ria ba 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 sanda rabo sanda rabo kande rebe kanda mora ba 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 munda ria ba kande Sanda riba baba bamo nande ribe kananda raba sanda raba konda raba shikete rika mononondorobo sheke nanda raba sande ribe kanda raba sieta in the name of the Lord Jesus my God mara baba baba muraba lando robo sheke ndaraba baba baba bananda raba sinde ribe Irima nanda raba sanderebekata riba baba mama nanderebeka nanga ya rama sinderebeka riba baba munda raba sinderebeka nanga ya raba sindaraba kandorobosa iraba ko sandaraba kayanda raba shetelerebeka oh pray for yourself pray for yourself pray for yourself pray for yourself pray for your family pray for your family iraba sanda you will not carry baggage into the next year december must deliver for you december must deliver for you December must deliver for you in the name of the Lord Jesus you will not carry pending issue in the name of the Lord Jesus you will not take any baggage with you I refuse to go in with the pending issues that were supposed to have been dealt with in 2017. Lord my God, I pray that Jehovah this month, oh Lord, deliver unto me, deliver unto the church, Jehovah that which must be delivered. Heavenly Father, that God, we will close the year, Lord, with rejoicing in the name of the Lord Jesus, my God and my Lord, my Father, my King, my Master, my Savior, my deliverer, my provider, 
my healer, my blesser. Hey, I pray, my God, to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, for our children, for our children, for my people, in the name of Jesus, for the church, for the city, for the nation. My God, I pray. Prayers, O God, that are not yet answered. Father, I pray the answer in the name of Jesus. My God, my Lord. Uh, according to your word for 2017 uh, you say I shall flourish like your palm tree you say I shall be like a cedar of Lebanon you say God uh, that Jehovah I shall rejoice in plenty my God I will be restored my God I will be upon a rock my Lord I pray let everything oh God uh, let everything oh God uh, be restored unto me you talked about sudden sudden surprises. Lord, I pray, surprise me, O God, in this last 30 days. Surprise me, O God, Lord, with your answer. Lord, with your deliverance. Lord, with your breakthrough. Lord, with your answer. Lord, I pray, let there be a suddenly. Let there be a suddenly. Let there be a suddenly in my life. In the name of Jesus, my God, let there be a breakthrough in the church for your church, for your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You see, in the next week, in the next week, there's going to be the Holy Ghost Congress at Redemption Camp. And the theme is songs of victory. I want you to sing your own song of victory. As you key in into what God has spoken, there is songs of victory. So I just want you to sing your own song in your own language, in your own words. And then we will have the communion together. Just sing a song that blesses your heart as a song of your victory. I want you to sing the song that you will sing when you see the Lord has done it for me. The Lord has done it for me. He has done me well. Oh, my soul arise and praise the Lord. Sandro Bosheketa, Mamma, 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 Mamma
Oh, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, for you give us a song of victory. You give us a song of victory. You give us a song of praise. I thank you, Father, that you fill our mouths with laughter. I thank you, Jehovah, that there will be songs of victory. There are songs of victory. There are songs of victory. I can hear them. I can hear them. There are songs of victory. There are songs of success. There are songs of breakthrough. There are songs of breakthrough. Father, thank you, Lord. Oh, Rabbi. Babo sanderebe kanda raba kanderebo sheketa riko bobo boze beketa la mama 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 sandoro bosha rika babo bo sandoro bo sheketele boha raba baba munanga yereke nandari ararabo shakanderebe keta rebo bobo sendaraba kanderebe inderebo kandi anga shonda niaba kanangari abata nanderebe rokonda raba kanderebo konangari amasandari anderebo kondari ahana riamanondoro bo in the name of Jesus, my God. Oh, Makanderebe Konanga Yaramasunda Ramakanderebe Kenderia Mundaraba Sanda Rikendorobo Shengandia Nandaria Munanderebe Kandarabatumba Nanderebeta. In the name of Jesus, my God. Father, we worship and honor your name. Jehovah, we glorify you, O God. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the adoration. Thank you for songs of victory, songs of rejoicing, songs of joy, songs of victory. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless and honor you. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Worthy to be praised. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. 